All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Martha. Hi, Frank. How are you? How you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we spent the last two episodes talking about a rock and a hard place. Oh, yeah. And we also expanded that and extended that 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 phrase to say it's between a promise and a consequence. That's right. So what do you think about that? You you, you feel that we kind of got that point across? I think so. You know, I think you're pointing out that rock and a hard place kind of equals that uh, promise and consequence. Right. I think that really sets the stage for us future discussions to talk about where we are, you know, and that kind of gave us a sense of, you know, what caused us to be in this difficulty? Right. So, yeah, I think you explained it really well. Well, we, then, always use, we always use the following week, you know, mm-hmm. the week after we release an episode. We always, you know, talk during the week based on what things we've read, what things we've seen, what things that have triggered our memory to think mm-hmm. back, to move forward. And we come up with so many things. Right. And... You know, I, I would like to kind of lead us into a conversation about something that I recognized on television. I got mm-hmm. a chance to look at television, and it just dawned on me how much we have been affected by what we see on television. Okay. And so I would kind of like to you know, bring this to your attention. If it is worthwhile, then we'll make a discussion out of it. If it's not, then we'll move on to something else. But well, you're, yeah, you're, no, touching, you're touching, Frank, on something that I also have observed mm-hmm. that television has a, in many ways molded our thinking. Yeah. And, and I think unconsciously it molded it. We didn't see it as children. Yeah. But now when you look back with hindsight, you can see how it really changed how you think about yourself and the world. Yeah, and we always say in hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes. And it's yep. unfortunate sometimes it takes too long for us to reach twenty mm-hmm. twenty. That's true. You know, at some point we have to put away childish things, and we we should reach that level of twenty twenty at a at a much younger age. Than waiting well, until, but I know that things do hit us in in layers because there are things I'm paying. Like I said, when I first started the old school thoughts, and I never, I never thought about the parents who were sitting on the front porch, right. as you know, being on, on our neighborhood watch. I, yeah. I never said it. Mm-hmm. We just laughed about it because it was just some a story to pass on and a story to continue to talk about regardless of who who you met with. Well, you know, the funny thing is we thought they were being nosy. We thought they were being nosy. We thought also thought that they were they were truly a community that was designed to, you know, that had the permission to correct somebody else's child. Right. You know, right. so we were saying all of the things, but we, we were just missing out on saying they were performing neighborhood watch. That's right. Which when you say that there's a different connotation. It sure is. And that's what we've been doing throughout our work together with mm-hmm. the podcast. We've been trying to 
bring definition, more clarity to things that we talk about. Right. And so I would like for us to kind of move in that same direction, you know, today Mm -hmm. and see where it goes, because I really think that this particular discussion can cause us to have a, a broader view of what's not only affecting us, but what could affect our children. Right. And what I want to talk about is how we look at television Mm -hmm. and how we allow fictional images to shape what we consider to be success. Yep. When we have successful things happening, we have successful people, we have all of these things happening. But for some reason, we rely on some fictional movie, some fictional story to help us feel good about ourselves. Right. And so, you know, two episodes back, we talked about, you know, the cultural mantra, one step forward, Mm -hmm. two steps back. And then we said, well... Sometimes it was three steps back. Sometimes it was four or more steps backwards. But we always said one step forward, but the steps backwards always equaled more than the steps forward. That's true. They were always greater. Yeah. So we have even, you know, criticized movies and questioned the stereotypes that led to self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm -hmm. You know, how much we are fed fictional, you know, stories about how to feel good. And, And the most feel the most current feel good fish in the movies were Django, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes. then we had, uh, uh, what's that? Black, yeah, Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther. And now we have Creed. Right. You, you know, you yeah, got, the list, the list goes on and it goes on and on. You, you have to create these fictional stories to make us feel good. When you really, if it's based on, on facts, then you could be more factional, mm-hmm. factual than fictional. You could be more factual than fictional, but we seem to get more fiction than we get facts. Does that make yep. sense? Yes, it does. So it does. Then, if we don't talk about those feel-good stories that has to do with Django, well. Creed, then we have to think about things like Superfly, <laughs> New yep. Jack City. Yeah, menace to society. Now we gotta be thuggish, Mm -hmm. you know. So we go from one one end to the other, and we're fed these things. And only when I was looking at television and I was paying attention, it hit me. And I said, "Oh my lord!" You know, we we are actually being guided by fictional stories. They they write these stories for us to feel good about it when we actually have real stories to tell about. And it's different from just writing a movie. I think we're all mature enough to understand, you know, if you write a movie, you write a movie. But these movies are presented in a way to where they're kind of like telling our history and we're supposed to walk away feeling good about it. But they never tell you a good ending to it either. They never tell you a good ending. In fact, they never tell you an ending. Right. It's usually open-ended. Right. You have to figure out the ending on your own. Yeah. You know, 
that's so, true. So, our, you know, our parents have always told us, you know, keep your eyes open, pay attention. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you say that all the time. Your mother always said, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Right. But then we always, then I've heard in my culture, you know, you better smell the coffee. Right. And which which and meant that her. you better keep your sense about yourself. Yes. And that yep. is the way our parents taught to us. They they spoke to us in parables. They they wanted us to kind of understand things. They said it in a way to where you might laugh about it later, but you weren't laughing then. No. But so my my concern is this, then Martha. Mm-hmm. How do we get this message across? How do we talk about the images that we're fed? Without people saying, hey, you are just going overboard. You don't want people to laugh. You don't want people to do that. I've said on many different occasions, I don't have a problem with people laughing because I love to laugh. Mm -hmm. But I, I like to pay attention to the things that are serious. I like to pay attention to what is happening around me that's affecting me, that's affecting my neighbors, that are affecting the world that is that's affecting our country mm -hmm. right but i know for sure that the movies we're watching they are fictional and those are the images that we're playing out we're playing out as gang as gang members we're playing them out as rap stars we're play, we're just playing it out all together so what are your thoughts on this? You know, you, you've covered a lot of things. And as you were talking, a lot of different things were going through my mind. You know, I was thinking about using images to control yeah. your mindset, mm -hmm. which has been done mm -hmm. in various ways, not just movies, because we, we're talking about television and movies. Right. But it was done in, it was done in print. When you go back and you look at the old newspaper prints and the imagery that they associated with us as a people, mm -hmm. it was never good. Mm -hmm. It was always something to be ridiculed and something to be made fun of. Right. But I, I thought even deeper than that, because as you were speaking, it made me think about why we gravitate toward fiction versus reality. Right. And sometimes, I guess, if you want to actually break a, a group of people down, you have to remove things from them mm -hmm. that remind them of the positive side of who they are. Right. And to do that, you have to eliminate their, their, their language. You have to eliminate their culture. You have to eliminate um, who they are. So that you tell them, if you do it and act like me, you will be part of the group and you will be assimilated. Right. That, that's kind of what I was thinking about as you were speaking. And, and you made me think about, you know, if I look back at the old movies, two, th two movies flashed into my head. One was I was thinking about Cabin in the Sky. Mm -hmm. And that's a really old movie. But it was all about if you... Do right, you'll get to heaven, and you'll live in this cabin in the sky. Right. 
But the other side of it was all of the movies that I learned about as I grew up about, I think his name was Frank Jeffries, and don't quote me on it, mm -hmm. but I think he was a the sentiment bronze cowboy. Mm -hmm. And he made a series of excellent films that talked about black, black, black cowboys, right. African-American cowboys. Mm -hmm. But when you ask somebody about films, they don't always point to those films that were made for us by us, mm -hmm. like the African-American cowboy mm -hmm. or Oscar Micheaux, who did a whole series of films, very few of them exist now, but you can still find them, mm -hmm. that talked about African-American life. Yeah. So, so those are films that attempted to present reality to us, people who were real people. But when you don't control something and you don't control the image or you don't control the industry, you have to go along with the program. And so we make movies like Django, mm. you know, not us making it, but think about, um, what is it, Tarantino? Yeah. He right. made that movie. That's right. Oh, but he's a white man making a movie about black people. And turned it into a comedy. And turned it into a joke. That's right. We're the butt of the joke. That's Maybe right. that's, okay. And, and, so, but, but let me say this. Mm -hmm. You know, even though there were scenes where he made fun of the Ku Klux Klan, right? Or the Knight Riders when they put the mask on. You know, he made fun of it. But he had the authority and he used that to just, you know, to do what DeSantis is doing down there. Don't make anybody feel bad. You know, let's let everybody walk out of there with something to laugh about. He took something that was so serious as slavery and he made a joke out of it. Well, what I'll say to that is when you're in power, you can make something serious into a joke. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, Florida faces the NAACP mm -hmm. and the Latin American human rights groups telling people, if you are traveling to Florida for vacation, we suggest you don't go. Right. You know, and and I thought that that's, that's good advice. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they came out and they said that. But to, to not go has a dual purpose. Mm -hmm. While they're saying it out of wanting to protect us, there's a part of me that says, well, if you don't go, then they're also saying on the other end that we succeeded. Right. We got people to not to be fearful and not come. Mm -hmm. And my thing was, you should have said everybody who can go to Florida, go to Florida. Mm -hmm. So that you make it a place that you change the dynamic. Mm -hmm. You don't change the dynamic. But it also leads me to think about something else, Wayne. You know, Americans in general, and I'm not saying by their racial identity, mm. but Americans are addictive people. Yeah. We have addictive personalities. And we always are looking for some way to make ourselves known. And we'll use other people for our own purposes. Mm. And that's the whole reason behind all the entire institution of slavery. It's to use one group of people 
um, against another so that one feels superior and the other one doesn't. But it makes me think, as you talked about creating fiction, sometimes we create fiction, and I, I thought about it seriously while you were talking, that that's a coping mechanism. Mm. Because sometimes what it is is so bad that you have to make something fictional as a survival technique. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it so does. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gravitate towards something fictional to counter the negativity of the reality. Mm -hmm. So when you say smell the coffee and pay attention, those messages were given to us to also counter the reality. They wanted us to know to be careful, but to be alert. That's what they're saying to us. Don't take your eye off who these people are or who this group is or what the scenario in America is. Don't be fooled that you think because you've gotten to point B that that's through the door. You're only on the precipice of the door. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said, you know, sometimes we, we take that fiction and as particularly now, because this week I saw so much information and so many things with artificial intelligence. And I saw it tonight before we got together, someone did an AI picture and it was Martin Luther King in a hoodie hmm. with a gold chain around his neck. Wow. And while it while it was well done, I I was taken back because now this is a way that they can distort your image of who he is. That's right. Even they though the intent the intent was probably great. Uh, yeah, but maybe. What, but what you did to his image. That's right. If he wanted that image, he could have created that image himself. So I, I went back and I did, I commented on it. And mm. I said, you know, while your imagery is good, mm. AI can be used for good or not good. Right. That are not good. And essentially, you have taken an extraordinary man who did extraordinary things right. and made him common place mm -hmm. and he doesn't deserve to be commonplace and i said why didn't you make him a king to parallel his last name which was king makes sense why didn't you yeah. put a crown on his head mm -hmm. and uplift everybody to see him as a king not but a hoodie with his head down a hoodie with a with a gold chain around his neck mm. and i said you know ai is going to be the last nail in the coffin. Mm -hmm. Because now you can take AI and you can superimpose people's heads. You can superimpose their words. You can make things that are not real look real. And here we get back to that fictional image. Now you can't tell what's fiction and reality mm -hmm. because AI is mastering it. Right. So we have to teach how to be discerning, how to catch when something is not real. Oh. And it's getting harder. But there are people who are out there who are experts in identifying when something is an AI image. But the, the regular public doesn't know how to do that. And I'm thinking, you know, you could start a whole war in the world by taking an image of one person 
and putting the words that are warlike words in their mouths and saying, he said this. Right. So we have to be careful. You're right. We have to, you know, we use, we can use fiction as a way of coping, but we should also be aware of what reality is. Right. And reality is getting harder and harder to, to, to define. You know, we find every day you have to question, did someone really say something? Did this really happen? And just because somebody says it happened doesn't necessarily mean it actually happened. You know, sometimes now we and now jurors are going to have to face the question of, is this person truly telling the truth? Hmm. If they look at an AI image on a screen. No. So we we have a lot to learn and we're behind the we're behind the, the goal line. You know, we have a lot to learn to pick up on the nuances of what's happening in the broader world in technology. And we have you know? a lot to unscramble. And we have a lot to unscramble. We, we have, have a lot to unscramble because so much imagery has been presented to us. To where you have to unscramble those images now, well, Be- because they they having more of a negative impact mm-hmm. than they're having a positive impact. Now mm-hmm. you can make a movie about someone going off to college and a great student, but we what we normally get we get the movie about the student that's doing well in school, but you place him or her in a neighborhood of poverty and you always show them struggling and then when they make it they get shot right we still come back to that and 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 it's it's like the movies that we always see whenever you have an african-american in the movie we say watch and see <laughs> what well, mm-hmm. just, just wait for it. He's gonna he's get gonna, shot. <laughs> he's, to he's gonna get he's gonna shot. The first person to yeah. die and the yeah. worst death possible. And, and and we do it and we see it consistently and it happens consistently. And that's the reason why when I watch Denzel Washington movies, see Denzel Washington doesn't mind dying as a star. So I get angry with him when he decides to play movies where he dies at the end, right? I always wanted to see him live because we get enough of the heroes that die. You know, they always die. But he doesn't mind dying and he'll still be considered a great movie. But I love to see him in Equalizer and some of the other movies where he doesn't die because we can call it. We just call it straight out. Why'd you see? Why'd you see? He's going to get shot. Yeah, he'll get shot. And I mean, even even when you think about it, we couldn't keep the franchise of a positive Wakanda going. That's right. We had to kill off everybody who was critical to that nation. That's right. And leave it in the hands of a young person who had no guidance except an older white guy. That's right. Now, and this white guy now has access they had to call on him. They had to go find yeah. him. But yet, in the first two uh, Panther series, they were showing they were more advanced. They had right. these minerals. They had yeah. this. And they didn't want the white guy to come in there because they didn't want that intrusion. And they had two strong black leaders. Right. But now, all of a sudden, you didn't have the leadership 
and you had to go out and find him to help you win the battle. And then you went and you start fighting another minority. Right. And you didn't have the weaponry. Right. Because they had stole all of your essential uh, materials. That's right. You know, so we keep getting it, but we don't take the time out to assess it and say, hey, look. We're what not gonna say, we're not gonna help you make money off of that. Right. That's right. That's what I was gonna say, Frank. We don't take the time to assess it yeah. and look at it and say, you know what? Why am I putting money into somebody else's pocket that's not telling a story that uplifts me? Right. The first Black Panther was excellent. It was great. It was excellent. Right. They should have left it at that. Right. Because once, you know, we lost Chadwick Boseman, um, that was that should have been the end of it. Let it let it stay on that high note. Yeah. Okay, but they didn't do that. What so they Martha, did is they tried to. Oh, we were out of time again. <laughs> but you know we. we this 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 is a serious topic. This is something, yeah. and I hope, you know, even after we. Look, look back on it and you know look our audience knows that we are not rehearsed because right. you can definitely hear <laughs> you know when you i say word, you, you, you can hear, hear me thinking smoke. and you, you might, might hear me say thinking. the wrong words too <laughs> so, so or you might smell the smoke coming out of my brain uh, yeah so <laughs> we, we we intend for it to be that way we intend for it yeah. to be a session or a discussion where we're not rehearsed. Right. And we want to be able to talk about the things that we know within the limitations that we know them. Right. But we also want to leave food for thought on on getting us to think on a broader scale. True. So, so I hope this particular topic about imagery, that fiction over reality, mm-hmm. fiction over factual information, mm-hmm. that it causes us to think about it before we re-enter into this topic maybe you know during the next episode yeah so martha i want to thank you for supporting me on this particular topic and thank you for bringing it up this is an excellent topic yeah and so we have to close it out and i would like to just say to everybody look thank you for all of your support i say that every time i thank you for it martha and i really enjoy each other's company but we yes, really enjoy the feedback that we receive from you. So sure do. I would like to say that I love you. We love you. And with You're everything, be good. Be good.